Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know a football team's season is not going well when fans have already checked out and they start saying things like, when does basketball season start? The truth is, it starts very, very soon from right now. Very soon. We love our partners over at Ingles, and they are putting on the third annual Asheville Championship, 2023 Asheville Championship at Harris Cherokee Event Center, November 10th, 11th, and 12th. This is some, this is, these are some great games. This is some great matchups. Great teams going to be in Asheville for this tournament you should, uh, you should definitely call in and try to win this, this prize. Maryland going to take on Davidson. And Clemson taking on UAB in this tournament. You can call in right now and win two tickets to each day of this tournament. Call in right now, win two tickets to each day. That'll get you the semifinal, the third place game, and the finals of this tournament. If you want to go catch the early start to NCAA basketball because you say to yourself, man, my football team sucks. Let's move on to football or basketball. This is your chance. This is your chance. Be caller number five at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-326-3663. Go see Maryland versus Davidson, Clemson versus UAB, and then the scramble to the championship after that if you're caller number five. All right, my friends, there you go. Caller number five wins the tickets. Go ahead and call in right now in this hour. Uh, we've got an audio segment coming up at 540 with some really entertaining audio that I don't think you're going to hear uh, anywhere else. Um, r- r- let me see here. Who was the um, who was the bank that did this? Renaissance Bank has an absolutely hilarious SEC short today about South Carolina. That is one of the clips that we're going to send to you. Oh, I love SEC shorts. Yes. They're fantastic. They're fantastic. And we're not talking about the kind that you zip up, okay? They're awesome. Plus, I do want to share this with you. Lamont Paris is the Gamecocks head coach. He said something that I absolutely loved today, that I absolutely loved yesterday. And uh, it appealed to the nerd side of me. Um uh, and we're going to share it with you at 540 today. Lawton Swan in the very next segment. It's time for us to do that jam. We call it the top five at five. The top five biggest sports stories of the day. The top five topics we're discussing. Ladies and gentlemen of the Upstate's Offsiders. The top five at five starts right now. And now the top five at five. And five, four, three, two, one. Hit it. Five. 
All right, at number five today on the show. Uh, how about Clemson and South Carolina's final records? What are they going to be when the season's over? What's their final record going to be? You see, Clemson has six games left. They're four and two. They got a 53% chance to beat Miami, 76.9% chance to beat NC State, 47.2% chance to beat Notre Dame, 86% chance to beat Georgia Tech, 54 against North Carolina, and a 69, 69% chance to beat South Carolina to end the year. The analytics say that they're going to finish with a record of 7.9 wins and 4.2 losses, so roughly 8-4. and four. Do you agree with that projection, that they're going to lose two more games? I'm going to go a little bit more optimistic than that and say 9-3 and three, because I think Miami is too dumb of a team to threaten them. I think NC State is too bad. I could see Notre Dame or North Carolina upending, up, upending Clemson at home. And I do think South Carolina is a losable game. But I think Clemson can improve as the season goes along, have a 4-2 first half and a 5-1 second half. South Carolina, on the other hand, all right? The analytics say South Carolina is going to finish with 5.2 wins and 6.8 losses, that they have a 38.2% chance to get to six wins and bowl eligibility. They say the Gamecocks have a 36% chance to beat Missouri this weekend, an 18% chance to win at Texas A&M, an 86% chance to beat Jacksonville State, an 86.7% chance to beat Vanderbilt, a 61% chance to beat Kentucky, but only a 31.2% chance to beat Clemson. What record does South Carolina finish the season with? I'm going to go with 5-7. and seven. I predicted before the year began that South Carolina would win at Texas A&M. I'm going to stick with that prediction. So I have the Gamecocks going on a three-game winning streak at A&M, Jacksonville State, and Vanderbilt, but then losing to Kentucky at home and losing to Clemson. As for this weekend, I think the Gamecocks got a fighting shot. And Vegas knows something. This, this feels like it should be Missouri favored by a couple of touchdowns. But are we hyping up Missouri too much and not accounting for the team that South Carolina has with Spencer Rattler under center? Or is it that Missouri has had two big games in two consecutive weeks and they're in a prime letdown spot at home? What's your final record for Clemson and South Carolina this year? I say nine and three for Clemson. Diesel says eight and four. I say five and seven for South Carolina. Diesel agrees. But what say you? Next up. Four. Folks, Dabo Sweeney uh, found himself. I got a weird, I got, I got a really different and unique assignment the other night. And I loved it. I get home from Ingalls Markets in Easley. And I got a text on my phone from the producer of Writer Than You, which is CBS Sports Radio's national show that airs at 10 a.m. right here on this station every day. I think it just might be the best show in CBS Sports Radio's lineup. I freaking love it. I think it's fantastic. So um, so anyway, the, the producer said, Mark, can you help me? I know you work down in the Carolinas. Can you help me see if you can find this Dabo audio? And I knew right where it was. It was on the call-in show Tiger Calls that features Dabo Sweeney. And I'm not sure if a caller rubbed Dabo the wrong way or what, but Dabo ended up really kind of getting on the soapbox and giving fans a lesson about expectations. 
Here's what it sounded like. We're at a point in our time, and I hate that, where, you know, people, if you if you don't go undefeated, you're, you're losers. You're terrible. And it's just such a terrible mindset. You know, and honestly, maybe we need to lose a few games and, and lighten up the bandwagon. Sometimes the bandwagon can get a little too full. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's the one good thing about going through a little bit of so-called adversity is you really find out, you know, who's with you and who's, who's not. Uh, and it's interesting, right? So what do you make of that, folks? What do you make of that? Well, my take is simply this. To a degree, Dabo is right. You're not a bunch of losers if you're 11-1. and one. But I also believe that Clemson's hashtag all in is asking for a very similar amount of unconditional loyalty to the forever to thee that South Carolina asks for. And I think unconditional loyalty is a dumb behavior for sports fans, right? You should only be unconditionally loyal to your family, to your friends, right? Because to Clemson, you are a paycheck. To South Carolina, you are a paycheck. It's okay to have very high standards. You know, um, I, I worry that with that statement, Dabo is lowering the standard a little bit, right? Because now Clemson fans are saying, well, we can't expect to make the playoff every year. Well, why not? You made it six years in a row. Do you think Georgia fans expect to make the playoffs every year? Damn right they do. How about Michigan? Hell yeah. How about Ohio State? How about Alabama? Those four programs, at minimum, expect to make the college football playoff every single year. And you know what those expectations do to those programs? It spurs them on to meet them. The worst thing you could do is ever, ever do as a Clemson fan is lower expectation, right? Dabo gets credit for elevating the standard at, at Clemson. But if it were me and I were a Clemson fan, I would never allow that standard to be lowered again. What do you think? Next up. Three. This is saucy. The University of Michigan is under investigation for alleged rule violations related to sign stealing. So what did they do? Allegedly... You are not allowed to scout your opponents during the season. What you what, what you receive is extensive video of that team playing, right? But you're not allowed to scout them during the season. Evidently, Michigan had staffers at some of their opponents' games who may have been attempting to try to get a read for what the signs were that their opponents use. The NCAA mentioned both season opponents and possible college football playoff opponents. Michigan had staffers potentially at the games. They're investigating that. To me, my take, I ask you guys, which of these controversies or scandals hold water and which are a bunch of BS? You know, to me, the um, spy gate that uh, Bill Belichick was guilty of was bad. The deflate gate of Tom Brady was not very, very good. But Jim Harbaugh buying a recruit a cheeseburger, this to me feels more like a misdemeanor. I'm not saying the NCAA is going to feel that way. But he sent staffers to games, to watch games, to get a feel. What kind of hand signals do they use? And that, my friends, is against NCAA rules. But don't worry. Given the NCAA's penchant for handling these things um, promptly, we should have a decision by the year 2033 on, uh, on Michigan with this instance. What was, what was the old joke? Um, Michigan did something wrong, so Louisiana's really going to get it. 
I mean, they're gonna get a they're gonna get a big fat nothing burger slap on the wrist. Yep. But it also does call into question, and and maybe it means something to the pollsters and, and to the college football playoff committee. I, I really don't think that it will. But let's just say Michigan drops a game or two. Is this something they look at and say, well, yeah, Michigan was rolling people, but they were also studying their signs and they were figuring out what they were doing, you know, with signals. I doubt that that makes a tremendous difference, but it definitely puts doubt in the minds of people who need to rank this. And when you're splitting hairs, it could have an effect. And finally, two. I'm sorry, and not finally, and penultimately, right? That works. Penultimately, the NFL uh, dilemma, right? Let me ask you guys this question. It seems to me like we're headed towards a 49ers-Philadelphia collision course in the NFC Championship game. There is one team that could wreck that. That would be the Detroit Lions. I can't even believe I'm saying that, but it's true. So I think it's probably going to be Philly against San Fran, Detroit the one team to rock the boat, but I have no idea about the AFC other than Kansas City. So let me ask you guys this question. Who do you think right now, who is your pick to meet Kansas City in the AFC Championship game? And I'm going to give you four choices. Is it Buffalo, Miami, Baltimore, or the Jacksonville Jaguars? Who among the four is it that's going to vie for that crowd? I'm going Baltimore. I think they've made some improvements on D. I think Lamar Jackson is finding himself. I think Miami only plays on one side of the ball. Buffalo, I can't put my finger on what's wrong with them. They don't have a running game. Josh Allen feels out of sync, right? Jacksonville, to me, still feels a year away. I'm going the Ravens are the Kansas City Chiefs' opponents in the AFC Championship game. What say you? Who's in? Who's out? And finally, one. I have in front of me right now a brand spanking new leaderboard. For our upset pick contest standings. And thankfully, I am no longer listed. <laughs> Here we go. In 49th place, we've got Tiger fan Clint with one. 48th place, Shannon Burke with one and a half. Tied for 46th, we've got Kevin Bugs and Desmond Howard with two. Tied for 44th, we've got John Corley and Spur Daddy with two and a half. Tied for 40th, we've got a four-way tie for 40th. Scotty Mack, Wolverine Joe, Mark L.O. Ducks, and Brad Perkle all have three. In 39th place, it's Brandon Gibson with three and a half points. In 37th place, it's Jeff R. and Tyler B. with four. In 36th place, Drew L. with four and a half points. In 35th place, it's J-Rock with five. 34th place, Logan Simpson with five and a half. 33rd place, my old man, Pops, with seven. 29th place, a four-way tie for 29th place. Commander Reed, Just Jess, Lee Corso, and Brandon Burnett, they've got seven and a half. In 28th place, we've got Isaac with eight and a half. 25th place, we've got John G with nine and a half. Tied with Roger Carper, he's otherwise known as Dead Sexy, and Rodney Mintz also with nine and a half points. In 24th place, we've got our friend Kelly Ford with 10 and a half points. Then we've got a three-way tie for 21st. Thomas Hell, E. Thoughty, and Delvin all have 11. In 20th place, we've got Nathan R. with 11 and a half points. 
In 19th place, it's Emerson M with 13 points. In 18th place, we've got Will G with 13 and a half points. 17th place, Reese Davis from College Game Day, 14 points. In 16th place, it's Buckeye Brian with 14 and a half points. We've got a two-way tie for 14th. It's Madcraft and Gold Rush. Gold Rush and Madcraft with 15 points. In 13th place, it's JC with 15 and a half points. We've got a tie for 11th between Sherb and Stanford Steve. Stanford Steve replaced the Bear on College Game Day. They both have 16 and a half points. And now to our top 10. In 10th place, it's none other than the great Josh Pate. He's got 18 and a half points. In 9th place, Delano the truck driver, 20 points. In 8th place, it's the Leprechaun of Lyman, Hiddly-hoo, with 21 and a half points. In 7th place, it's the man who's gracious enough to put these standings together for us, Dan B with 22 and a half points. In 6th place, it's Pat McAfee with 23 points. In 5th place, it's Minor 49er with 24 points. In 4th place, it's Justin L with 25 and a half points. We've got a tie for second place, Brandon and Kyle D with 30 points. And we've got a new leader on top of our upset pick standings leaderboard. Congratulations to one Joe D, 32 points for Joe D. Updated upset pick standings for you. He's the J-O-E to the D, yo. Yeah, Diesel, neither are you and I. We are, no, we are, I have we are, zero. We are, this is pathetic. Zip. Zilch. This is just Nada. awful. Have not gotten a single one correct for me. You got one right. Line squirrel finds a nut. And now you've sunk all the way back down to zero. My my consistent futility at this <laughs> knows no bounds. I cannot get myself out of the toilet bowl. You know what bowl I'm playing in, folks? The crusted over cornflakes bowl this year. Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Me and you, Diesel. Pathetic. And those are the day's top five at five. Now it's your chance to chime in, which you can do at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E. That's 844-326-3663. The madworldattractions.com text line is there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan and away you go. If you want to get to us on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, we'd love to have you at the Fan Upstate on each one. Please like us on Facebook. Please follow us on Twitter and subscribe to us on YouTube. And then finally, email. You guys can all email the show, Mark Ryan. That is M-A-R-C Ryan at thefanupstate.com. All the different ways you can get in touch with us here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere. By the way, uh, Rich in Chicago, I am so sorry. Uh, Rick and Greer. Rick and Greer. Okay. Rick and Greer, what do we got for us? Rick and Greer, the floor is yours, uh, buddy. Rick and Greer is not on the phone anymore. Oh, he's not on the phone no, anymore. he hung up about 20 minutes ago. Okay. Uh, but I do want to say follow Offsides with Mark Ryan on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and on the Odyssey app. Please do that, and we will be joined by none other than Lawton Swan to preview Clemson-Miami next, right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Up State. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the Fan Upstate. Pleased to be joined right now by our good friend Lawton Swan of ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Uh, the Clemson with a massive game this week at Miami. You know, it's it feels kind of similar to Florida's game at South Carolina la- next week. In terms of keeping fan interest for the rest of the year, it is an absolute and total must win. But I want to open with Dabo's comments from the other day, with Dabo's comments from the other day, um, where he said maybe Clemson needs to lose a few games lose a few from the bandwagon. We'll, we, we'll reset this for you here a lot and then get your thoughts. Here's Dabo on the Tiger Call Show. We're at a point in our time, and I hate that, where it, you know people, if you, if you don't go undefeated, you're, you're losers. You're terrible. And it's just such a terrible mindset. You know? And honestly, maybe we need to lose a few games and, and lighten up the bandwagon. Sometimes the bandwagon can get a little too full. <laughs> and um, you know that's the one good thing about going through a little bit of so-called adversity is you really find out, you know, who's with you and who's, who's not. So Lawton, my take is um, reasonably he's right, right? You're not a loser. If you're 11 and one at the same time, I feel like he's helped to set the standard for what it is at Clemson. And I don't want him or the fans to walk back from that. I'm now beginning to hear fans say Lawton, we can't expect to make the playoff every year. Well, why not? That's Georgia's expectation. Same with Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State. Clemson made the playoff six years in a row. Worst thing that could ever happen to this fan base is lowering the expectation. And I feel like Dabo's almost bracing them for that. How did you take in that clip? Yeah, I think so. You know, I know it eventually turned into the 98.5ers versus the 1.5ers. But um, my thing is this. That percentage of the fan base and the bandwagon or whatever you want to call it, right, Mark, they've existed since, you know, Danny Ford won the first national title for Clemson back in 1981. And a lot of those guys ended up being the, you know, the people that were in the stands, even at the beginning of Dabo's tenure, ready to make a change. They were saying things like, oh, he's never going to win. You know, they're curmudgeons, I think you might call them. But when you have the success that Clemson has, what it begins to foster is even more curmudgeons in the fan base. And, and I understand it because you do begin to expect to get there every year. And where I would say the expectations between where Clemson is today versus what you said, Georgia and Alabama, et cetera, and maybe not even Alabama this year, I'm sure they're sort of on the outside of maybe making the run to the college football playoff, is that once you have that in your rear view, right, it doesn't seem attainable anymore, that's when the people start coming out of the woodworks because they begin to believe that this year, it's off the table. I don't think over the long term, you know, Clemson's viability in the college football playoff, especially with it being expanded, has really dipped all that much. As a matter of fact, I would argue, and I think you would agree, right, if this was 2024, 
I think people would look at Clemson's schedule with a matchup coming up against Miami, Notre Dame, North Carolina, uh, potential that maybe you could somehow find a back doorway into an ACC championship if you could win out and have some things go your way, that another matchup with Florida State and a victory, you might be in the top 12 of the college football playoff and be right there in the mix. So I think that'll be the biggest difference that we'll see over the next few years is that fan bases will have the fortune, I would say, that pro teams kind of have in that you can get upset in a game at Duke, and I think we can all agree, right, Mark? That's a better Duke team than we expected it to be. Hell yeah. And then you can move forward in your year and go, okay, well, we just need to continue to play well, and there's still a good chance for us to get to where we want to go. Now, Lawton, I, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say in in you know more clips than we ever have over the past uh, couple of weeks and months, we've heard Dabo be more chippy than he ever has been. Do you feel like Dabo Sweeney is kind of starting to come to the end of his rope with being a college football coach and could make his exit, you know, even in the next five years? I don't think so. Cause I, I think it's, you know, I think it's truly like the more I'm around him and the more I talk to him, I, I truly believe diesel that it's, it's, it's more about what's going on you know, with the program in terms of not just the success on the field, but also, you know, what he's doing for these young men and, and the things that they've really been able to, to build and kind of champion through his program. And I think that's a, a big part of this for him. And I think he sees himself uh, as much as a, a coach as he is a teacher. And, uh, you know, that impact that he's having, I think, is what really drives him more so than championships. I, I think it's great that he's been able to have the success that he's had, obviously. And I think he realizes that, too. But the reality is, I, I don't. I really don't think he measures his worth or value uh, off of, you know, winning national championships. I, I think there's more to the, you know, his passion and drive, and I think that's okay. I don't think you have to be driven by, you know, national titles in order to be successful. But certainly, fans, what do they want? They want the national championship, and that's why you have this, you know, this conflict of interest, if you will when the fan base has been revved up to the point of where it's championships or die and the head coach understands that, hey, winning's hard. And it truly is because if you think back to so many games, and I know it seems cliche when Coach Sweeney says it, but if you just go back to so many games, right, and what went the Tigers' way, and they certainly had elite players. I mean, you could turn on, you know, prime video tonight and watch Trevor and Travis Etienne in the NFL and go, well, that's a big part of why Clemson was so successful. I mean, those dudes are really good. But I, I think the, the broader picture of it all is that when, when you're trying to, you know, climb that mountain every year, the reset for the fan base is not the same as it is for the players. And, uh, you know, there's so many chances that things can slip through your fingers. If you just have a little bad luck, next thing you know, you're fumbling at the goal line at Duke and not punching it into the end zone and winning ball games that you've won over the past, you know, six, seven years. Lawton Swan joining us here on the show. Lawton, can you help paint us the scenario by which Clemson can sneak back into the ACC picture? I mean, I know, man, it's, it's voluminous. But, like, you know, Clemson got a favor last week when Pitt beat Louisville. Huge. That was helpful. 
right? Uh, NC State could not deliver the same favor. They're awful. Man, they're awful this year. That, what, what, a, what an absolute fail job. You know, I think this year has been a cautionary tale on the transfer portal quarterback. You look at Devin Leary doing nothing at Kentucky. You look at Brennan Armstrong. I mean, looking like he's fresh out of high school against uh, with, with NC State right now. But, you know, in a game like Florida State-Duke, Lawton, who does Clemson want to win that game? And what are some of the other scenarios which could allow Clemson to be playing for something late in November in terms of the ACC? Well, that game you mentioned this past weekend certainly helped you out because it kind of let you flip flip a result uh, because you had to kind of hope that NC State beat Duke. So with that not happening but Louisville losing to Pitt, what it allows – I think you got to just kind of hope Florida State wins out, which would mean they would beat Duke this weekend. And then Duke goes to Louisville the following week. And now with the Cardinals having a loss, I think you would want them to go ahead and beat Duke because the Blue Devils have to get three. I think uh, you know there might be a two-loss scenario where Clemson and Duke in a tie, you know, the old shell game. I don't think you want to be interested in that. Just go ahead and have Florida State beat Duke, Louisville beat Duke, and then ultimately North Carolina beat Duke. And that would give the Tar Heels the three losses to get them – excuse me, the Blue Devils the three losses to get them out of Clemson's way. Uh, again, Louisville's got a matchup with Miami at the end of the year. If they were to lose that game, that would be their second loss. And in a scenario where Clemson wins out and Florida State wins out, the Tigers would be a two-loss team. But then you just have to turn your attention to North Carolina. And finding two losses on their schedule is quite difficult – uh, this weekend, though, if Tony Elliott wants to do Clemson Tiger fans a, a, a solid, uh, go figure out a way to beat the Tar Heels because that would be huge given the fact that Clemson faces off uh, with the Tar Heels this season. So, really, the reality is in that scenario, North Carolina has to lose any ACC game. They go to Georgia Tech, and they also uh, face Duke. But as I mentioned, that can't be that Duke game. To me, can't be one that North Carolina uh, loses because Duke winning it I think would be probably the end all for Clemson in terms of getting into the ACC championship. So you got to hope somebody else trips up the Tar Heels other than the Blue Devils before Clemson and North Carolina face off. I don't know if that web was too tangled there, but that's the way I look at it on paper. Now, Lawton, the defense at Clemson obviously looks good. They're fine right now. But to be able to beat Miami, what position group for the offense really has to see an elevation this week? Is it the quarterback position? Is it O-line play? Is it running backs and, and being able to protect the football? Is it wide receivers being able to catch balls that hit them in the hands? If only one of those groups can make an improvement to win this game, which one does it have to be? Okay, so first, people got to recognize how good Miami's offense is. I mean, they're one of the top offenses in the country. The only reason they lost their last two games is they sort of did the old shoot yourself in the foot uh, I know North Carolina was really good, but that, that Georgia Tech game, man, turnovers have just killed them. So I, I think the easy answer is obviously the offensive line because that would, you believe, would make everything else better. So I'm going to throw them out, Diesel, and I'm going to say I think Clemson's wide receivers. And I think the wide receivers, having Antonio Williams back healthy, you look at what he did the first three games of the season, was sort of reminiscent of what you saw from him as a freshman. And now you've had the emergence of Tyler Brown, those two guys have been on the practice field together at times, you know, coming into this weekend's matchup against the Hurricanes, and I think that's going to be the key. They tend to play the same position. Um, you know, I was a basketball guy growing up, and I know you want your point guard to be about this size, and you want your small forward this size, and your center this size. 
I think you can be a little bit more fluid at wide receiver than maybe some people would want to be. And I think those two guys out there where they're both kind of typically slot wide receivers, but having both of them on the field with one of them maybe playing what you'd say, quote, unquote, out of position a little bit uh, might make the biggest difference for Clemson, help Kate Klubnick and his confidence. And I, I really believe that that's going to have to be key for Clemson is that the wide receivers really show up this weekend and getting both of those guys on the field at one time, I think is a big deal. Lawton Swan joining us here on the show this afternoon. Lawton, Clemson, Miami, and I know that um, I, I heard what you what you just said and, and the players that Clemson is getting back. Um, I'm nervous about this one simply because every single intangible favors Clemson, right? Miami has the heartbreak. Miami has the letdown. Miami has a big game on the road, right? Clemson is rested. Clemson is well. Clemson is refocused. This should be a double-digit, comfortable Clemson victory. So why am I not sure it will? Perhaps it's because Josh Pate says that the wrong team is favored in this game. He thinks the Miami Hurricanes should be the favorite team. What say you? Yeah, I think that you know the fans in Miami are probably also going to be one of the questions that I would want to keep my eyeballs on. I mean, they only had 75% capacity when Texas A&M came to town. And, and – you know, the, the most attended game was that Georgia Tech game where they were really feeling good about themselves after a fast start. I just wonder if you're going to have 75% attendance from the Miami faithful. And I don't even know if those are real numbers or what tickets were sold, right? That venue's been historically poorly attended by Miami for a number of reasons. So I would say that I, I don't think there's going to be this grand home field advantage. Uh, maybe the fact that it's a night game and it's ACC, you know, the ACC network matchup with, West Durham and those guys on the call, maybe it'll suck more people in, if you will, on a Saturday night. But uh, that would be the, the thing that I would say, Mark, that would make me feel better about it if I was a Clemson person. As far as, you know, Miami, I would say that, that Clemson getting Nate Wiggins back should certainly help their pass defense. And, and they've been really good against the pass this year, much improved versus a year ago. I mean, I think they're top 15 in the country. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have a reason to feel like Clemson is going to go down there and, and lay an egg by any means, but I can see where people would say, hey, if Miami's playing good football and not turning the ball over, uh, the Tigers are going to be in for a fist fight. But, again, how many fans are there? I think that's a big question because if we know anything about sports, man, environment, home field advantage, I mean, that's a real thing, and, and I don't know that, that Miami will necessarily have that this week against Clemson. Lawton Swan, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Follow him on Twitter at Clemson Sports. Thanks so much, pal. Hey, man. Looking forward to next Thursday. Yes, sir. All right. Take care. Lawton Swan, my friends, joining us here on Offsides, the Fan Upstate. Up next, if you are a Gamecock fan, you're going to want to stick and stay for this next segment because there was a bank that took a serious shot at you today, but there was a basketball coach that I thought said something brilliant. That's next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Up State. College basketball is back, and Clemson fans, you could have a chance to score tickets to go see your team play in the Ingalls Asheville Classic coming up November 10th, 11th, and 12th at Harris Cherokee Center 
in Asheville. It's the third year of this tournament. Maryland will be there. Davidson, Clemson, and UAB are part of this tournament. You'll score two tickets to each day session. You get four games. Four games if you win this prize. Be caller number three at 844-FAN-PHONE, 844-326-3663 to score tickets to go see your Clemson Tigers start off the season in Asheville. Yeah, call us right now. Right now, my friends. Okay, let's get to some audio here today because uh, there is one thing, if you're a Gamecock fan, that I I was actually really impressed by, and another that I think everyone should be able to laugh at themselves. I think most of it conveys on radio. I think most of it does, but I'll, I'll fill in the gaps for the rest. The first is Lamont Paris, who was asked the other day, asked yesterday, about the projection that the Gamecocks, his Gamecock men's basketball team, is projected to finish in last in the SEC. You know how you shut this down, Diesel? You shut this down with data and facts like he does right here. This is unbelievable. I'm so impressed by Lamont Paris with this. Um, let's see. Right out of the gates with <clears throat> pick last. So here's what I'll say about picks. There were 14 picks last year. Does anybody know how many of those were right? The team was picked at whatever spot, and then it ended up finishing in that spot out of the 14 picks. Zero. Not one team last year was picked in this spot and then finished in that same spot. So I say that only to say also half of the picks last year. Let's say if you if your standard deviation was one or two or three, it seemed like you knew something and you picked those right. I.e. I picked the team first and they finished fourth. You had some sort of idea. Seven of the picks last year fit to that criteria. Seven of the picks were off by more than four. Two of the picks, one was off by seven, one was off by eight. So there's not much in a pick, but I will say this personally, and I hope our team takes this. The only thing I can thank them for is that they picked us last. Second to last is nothing. What does that mean? I can't even use that as billboard material. They pick us second to last. So last it is. I love that. I love that. So nobody among all the picks in the SEC last year, the media got none right in terms of this team's going to finish in third and that team finished in third. Then he said they were only half right within a standard deviation of three places. So if you picked somebody to be in fourth place, you could, if they finished anywhere between first and seventh, he's giving you credit. Only half of the teams in the SEC were right within that. So screw your predictions is what he's saying, right? And I love it, which all of which reminds us of our buddy Coach Poggy and Charlotte, who, who's got a spot for your predictions right here. We've got a really good football team of a bunch of guys that are really chippy and are great kids, but they are chippy and they are, they have an edge and we are bad company on that football field. And I can't wait to start playing because I can tell you this, this will be the last time we ever come to this building and have and get the respect the disrespect that we've gotten since we've been there. You guys were picked last in the conference. Is that last. part of the disrespect? Yeah, last. You know, 
press conference, three questions, you know, Hey, you guys suck. Let's get to the next guys. And, <laughs> and I would like to take whoever those writers were right. that, 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 that voted on that and hold them upside down by their ankles and smack their heads off the ground a couple of times. Cause they don't know. Shit. Love that. Absolutely <laughs> love that dude. All right, diesel before we, we got it. We're, I have a little time constraint here, but, um, I want to get to the other uh, Renaissance uh, Bank one. Renaissance Bank has these SEC shorts, which are hilarious. This one pokes a little bit of fun at South Carolina. Why? Here's How did they set this up? A man and a woman are married, and the man is showing his wife the crib and playpen and baby room era that he, area that he set up for her. But it's all set up to set the baby up for a lifelong of Gamecock depression. Okay, now I'm going to fill in the gaps for you here, but here you go. Peaking, are you ready? No peaking, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I present to you the most perfect place to raise our newest little South Carolina Gamecock. Oh, honey, it's perfect. Well, what's that? Oh, it's a little mini playoff trophy. Oh, cute. Perfect placement. No matter how hard he tries, he'll always be just out of reach. Are all his pillows shaped like this? They're shaped Definitely. like an L. They're shaped See, like an L. See, if our little Gamecock gets comfortable with a lead with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Nathan, are these his pacifiers? What even is this? Got little copies of our defensive call play sheet on it. What better way to learn how to suck? <laughs> Look, Nathan, I know you're taking the last loss hard, but don't you think this is a bit excessive? Excessive? No way! I told you this is the most perfect room to raise a future South Carolina Gamecock fan. Look, just imagine reading this to little Ryan at bedtime. Why is Dad yelling at the TV? How to explain being a South Carolina fan to your child? Okay. And are these his clothes? Uh, yeah. And don't forget this box full of toys. Into the trash you go. What are you doing? Those are perfectly good rattles. Well, wasting a perfectly good rattler seems to be our MO this season. Oh, wow. I think this is a little too negative. Too negative? No way. When little Ryan takes a look at this board, he can have all the excitement of a national championship caliber team that anyone can have. Oh, it's time for our prenatal music stimulation session. Prenatal music stimulation session. Here you go. So anyway, uh, that was what Renaissance Bank came out with. Here's what you missed in um, in uh, in translation that wasn't you couldn't see from because it's an audio medium, right? He has a sign that says "Only 13 more days until women's basketball season" because that's what Gamecock fans have to look forward to. And then there were three shirts that he got for his baby that is yet to be born. One said, "The only bowl I'll be sniffing." And it's a toilet bowl, the only bowl you'll be sniffing. Another one said, spurs up, expectations down. And then the final one said, I guess I'm doing better than the Gamecocks in 1999 because I think the Gamecocks were 0 for Ofer in that year. Is that right? Were the Gamecocks Ofer in that year? All right, we have a uh, our little ditty. We've got our interview with uh, Clay Hendricks of Furman coming to you right next here on Offsides, the Fan Upstate. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.